0: All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we're doing another solo episode today. Uh, I'm doing these solo episodes for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I've got some really cool content that I want to get out there. But number two, I'm actually launching uh, one of my online courses next week. So I want to get the word out to all my podcast listeners. Um, so if you're listening to this and you want to check out the course, it's all about how to create and launch your first online course. Just hit the link in the show notes. All the details will be there. Uh, anyways. Let me get to today's topic. I'll just kind of recap yesterday's because it flows on from that. Yesterday, I spoke about the best way to launch your online course is essentially to sell it first and then create it. What I mean by that simplified version, don't create a four module course and then try and sell it create a four-week course where you just have the outline, the rough ideas of of what you're going to cover. Sell that first. You pick a date. Let's just call it the 1st of December. You say, right, you know, I'm launching this four-week course on the 1st of December. You spend four weeks promoting it. You get a whole heap of people registered, ideally, uh, and then you just teach it live. Or you drip a module every week for the next four weeks, whether you teach it live on Zoom or whether you create it on the weekend and send it out. Either way, that's the easiest way to do it from a time perspective because it means... Most people's, if they don't do that, it takes them like 12 months to create an online course. If you do it this way here, you do it in four weeks or eight weeks if you count the four weeks promotion and the four weeks creating, whatever. Either way, eight weeks, you've got your course done. Um, It's ready now because you've recorded those things and you can sell it on demand in the future. And then you've had it validated because people have bought it. You've probably got some feedback, some testimonials, happy days. It's a way better system than spending 12 months creating it and then trying to put it together. Um, But it actually gets a bit better than that. Because when I share kind of that system, people are like, "Oh, that's great, Jono. but what happens if I don't sell any? You know, I'm all my friends and followers are going to think I'm a failure, and I'm going to feel like a loser. Yada, yada, yada. You know, there's a couple of things there. Off the bat, your friends and followers won't even know if no one bought it. You're not going to do a Facebook post to be like, "Hey, guess what? No one bought this course. I'm so depressed." You know, like they wouldn't even know if you if you did it or not, right? Or if you if you made any sales, or if you're delivering it, no one knows. So that's one thing there. Um, but it can actually be a good thing if nobody buys it because usually if that happens, it means there's no demand for the course not always there might be some things in place where you don't have enough followers yet or you know maybe it was um, you know maybe it's had to tweak a few things and it would have sold and I'll give some examples of that in a sec. Um, but it is a good sign if you do that launch and no one buys it, A part of you should be thinking, okay, that sucks. But another part should be thinking, thank God I didn't spend 12 months putting this thing together and then no one buys it. Because what can happen in that situation, I see it all the time. Someone will spend 12 months creating a course. They spend all this time, energy, money. They got this amazing course, but no one wants it. But what happens is because they value it so much because they've spent so much time, effort, and and money on it, they keep pushing it because they're like, no, no, this has got to work. I've spent all this time, energy, money. It's got to work. I'm going to keep at it, keep at it, keep at it. They spend more money, time, energy on it and more money, time, energy on it, and it still doesn't get the reward. And it gets to the point where it's kind of like, hey – it's not worth it. You just got to you know, stop it there and pivot or tweak or whatever it may be. But it's really hard for that person because they've put all that energy into it. At least if you do the sell first model, okay, great. It sucks you didn't sell anything, but at least you didn't put all that effort into creating it. And then it's easier to tweak. And I'll share a couple of examples of where um, where I've done that in my other business fitness education online. Um two specific examples. So one example, we had this course, we paired with a, um, another educator who does a lot of work in the women's health space. Um, and she is uh, I think she's about 55 years old. She wanted to create a course for, you know, training women around her age. So, you know, created the course, you know, or no, didn't create the course, sorry. So put the feelers out and it was like, um, you know, training women 50 plus. So put the feelers out. Hey people, who wants to, who's interested in this course, training women, 50 plus crickets. No one was interested. We're just about to give up and and not put the course together. Uh, But then I was like, hold on, what's kind of covered in this course? And she's like, oh, it's mainly about training, you know, menopausal, perimenopausal women. I'm like, let's put that in the title. Then we just tweaked the title. Hey, we're thinking of putting together this course, how to safely train menopausal and perimenopausal women. Who's interested? whole heap of of um comments on that so we put that course together and that's now our best selling course just based on that that title there where if we put it to market training women 50 plus it might have been all right might have made a few sales cuz it's a similar kind of thing but nowhere near if we if we um if we had the name there and also with an online course i mean you can change the name if you want but it can get a bit weird if you've named it something else throughout in your marketing or whatever so it just helps to do it all like that I'll share a worse example, right? Um, we did put a course together. We didn't do any kind of market research. We, we thought it would sell. It was like a summit for personal trainers because there's a lot of like face-to-face events for personal trainers, right? Where you go to Sydney and there's 500 personal trainers. There's all these different speakers. You know, you pick one and you go all different topics. That's a lot of fun. Well, like, hey, maybe we could emulate this online. So we did it online. We know all the speakers, basically asked them to send over a presentation, you know, paid them paid them money for it. Um and didn't sell at all. No one was interested in doing this kind of online summit. They like it face-to-face, but not online. So that was, a, and that took like six months to put together. It was a massive waste of time and energy and, and money, right? Uh, but then we tweaked it. And this is all before COVID as well. So it's, you know, a bit different, but still. Um, anyway, then we're like, hold on. Where this could work is if we put together like a specific summit where it was like okay not just a general kind of thing because it doesn't really work in today's market what if we put together a, a um a course or a summit specifically around training women and just have different topics he's how you train pregnant women he's how you train postnatal women he's how you do resistance training for for women he's how you do um you know, menopausal women whatever you know all, all the different stages of of life there put the feelers out hey we're thinking of putting together a summit specifically on training women that would cover these four topics here, topics you would be interested like hundreds of comments we launched it like the next week and made a hundred sales in a week like from ID to um to, to implementation right um and then that was done in like a week and then you know created the course out of that and then that still sells today we've made maybe not hundreds of thousands but you know tens of thousands of dollars from 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 both of them out of both those two courses there we've made hundreds of thousands of dollars just from the tweaks Okay. Uh, but anyway, that's the, the moral of the story here is I'm saying launch it for or sell it first, then create it. Um, Ideally it sells and then cool. Create it week by week by week. And at the end of it, you've got a course that's done. Um, If it doesn't sell, totally cool. You know, there's one or two things. Maybe you can just tweak it a little bit like we did in those examples. Okay. It's not training women 50 plus it's, you know, training perimenopausal women. Okay. Maybe it's not this general fitness summit that covers everything. Maybe it's a summit that covers specifically training women, you know, like, yeah. Y- Um, The failed launch, you can still get ideas from it. And even if you created the course, you could still get ideas why it didn't work. But if you sell first, you just get the feedback a lot quicker. So that's my take there. If you want to see what this kind of live launch um, looks like in, in like real life, that's essentially what I'm... Well, that is what I'm launching next week. So it's going to be a five-week course. Um, it kicks off on Monday. Every week, I'm going to you know teach a different module. Uh, you can attend live. You can ask questions, or whatever it may be. If you can't make it live. Totally cool. You can watch the replay. And you get access to the replay for life, uh, and then that, then I've got the course on demand, and and I'll keep selling it from there. But for a lot more money. So if you get in now, you do get a discount. Um, anyway, that's today's episode. I hope to see you in the course.